In this video, we're going to go back to the familial hypercholesterolemia site. Um, they're going to raise an issue that uh, is very important to them, and it is very important in that community. It has to do with access to newer medications. Newer medications, by definition, are medications that pharma are making a lot of money on. They've invested a lot of money in it, so they're charging a lot. The ones that McKinsey is talking about is the PCSK9s. Now, the PCSK9s are interesting. Um, not, they're interesting somewhat because of the mechanism of the drug itself. But to me, they're far more interesting for a bigger reason. In order to develop the PCSK9s, we had to understand. We had to develop an understanding of LDL, which we didn't have before. Um, in fact, if you look at the mutations, I've mentioned that there are almost 2,000 mutations that are associated, or SNPs that are associated with uh, hypercholesterolemia. Um, a huge portion of those, uh, gosh, well over 1,500 of those, have to do with the PCSK9 function. I won't get into that today. In fact, um, I've got a totally different perspective on, um, on this video, which I'll share after uh, after we go through the video. My name is Mackenzie. I'm a dog mom, a Scorpio, and an individual living with FH. Quick rundown, FH stands for familial hypercholesterolemia, and it is a genetic cholesterol disorder that leads to extremely high levels of cholesterol since birth. This isn't your grandpa's cholesterol problems or the I go to McDonald's every day cholesterol because I don't because that's gross. This is cholesterol that has been in my body since I was cooking in my mom's belly. I'm not going to get into the science of things. I'm not a scientist. What I will tell you is this is my grandpa. He had a fatal heart attack at 30 and this is my mom and me. She had her first heart surgery, a quadruple bypass, at 42 years old. And these are just a fraction of the pills that I have been taking since I was 16 to outrun what obviously runs in my family. Honestly, they help, but not enough. At 31 years old, I'm still at risk for very early heart disease. So. A few years ago, those of us in the FH community found out about this new drug, the PCSK9 inhibitors. Again, no science from me, but just know that the studies are telling us that these drugs have the potential to save lives, lives like mine. So obviously, I decided I wanted to get my hands on these bad boys. No problem, right? Oh my gosh, wrong. So September of last year, my doctor and I decided to give it a whirl. Insurance company A denied me. No real explanation of why, just a flat-out form denial letter, and I was ready to appeal. And then two things happened. My employer decided to switch insurance companies, and my mom was going under the knife again to clear the blockages in her carotid arteries. So I had to haul butt down to the hospital in Florida to be with my mom, and in doing so, gladly doing so, I had to put my own fight for PCSK9 inhibitors on hold for a minute. Now, so before we go further, I'm going to uh, stop the clip and want to uh, make a couple of comments. I've been on YouTube long enough, and I've seen enough of the comments to know a lot of you are thinking, Doc, you're just way too focused on medications, and that, and that uh, clip just shows that. Well, <clears throat> again, let me go back and 
share some of my own story. Um, many of my patients don't want to take statins, for example. I'm very much aware of that. Um, I myself uh, refused to take statins for about three years and ended up having to pay the price. I um, uh, ended up developing a significant, significant amount of plaque. <clears throat> the bottom line is that sometimes uh, patients do need some support with medications. Now, but let's look at the other side of this question. Um, and <clears throat> you see this in the, uh, the FH community, the familial hypercholesterol community. Uh, the same things that you see in the rest of the medical community. Failure to understand, for example, the importance of HDL. Failure to understand the importance of inflammation. Failure to understand the importance of uh, cracks in the uh, endothelium, the intima, uh, the slick lining of the artery wall. You know, <clears throat> um, McKinsey clearly, obviously, did not have a, a BMI of 20 or 21. It was significantly higher, and I think that's one of the things that many of us would suspect. Uh, is she watching her carbs? Uh, what's going on in terms of insulin resistance? And let's go back to uh, the, um, the overall mechanism. It's not just LDL. It's also injury to, those, to that intima, that endothelial lining. Um, and again, most often that injury is due to high glucose, carbs, um, high BMI uh, is often associated with it. Uh, it's not always, it's not 100%, but <clears throat> uh, that was never brought up in this clip. Uh, what am I doing, what am I McKinsey doing in terms of dealing with uh, other potential risk issues? Now, there may be several reasons and good reasons why she didn't bring that up. Um, I've had um, my own share of FH patients. I haven't had a homozygous FH patient. I've had uh, several uh, heterozygous FH patients. I've had one who felt adamantly, especially after working with me, that um, she didn't need any medications. And actually, she did go off her, her statins and actually did well. It was very puzzling. When she was younger, she had a lot of problems with, uh, um, with her FH, but as she got older, not so much. Um, I didn't understand that issue. She continued to have high cholesterols, but uh, she remained um, uh, with a very, very low, um, no inflammation. So again, uh, you, you see some of the same problems in uh, the FH community that you see everywhere else. Failure to look at some of the very basics. Um, and uh, here's the thing. Um, again, if, uh, if it's LDL that's going through those cracks in the endothelium and intimal lining, if you've got an LDL of 290, that's going to pile up a lot faster and kill you in your 30s rather than the rest of us uh, getting killed in our 60s from it. So there's much, much less um, room for, uh, for making an error if you've got something like FH. So again, uh, just a couple of uh, sign-off points. The first one is that 
medications, yes, uh, we all want to avoid them, um, but sometimes they're necessary. Number t for both physical reasons and for uh, emotional reasons as well. Um, sometimes you can't get where you need to be. Now, again, I expect to be criticized. I already have been for that position, but I'm, uh, I'm a doc and my, my role is to support patients. Uh, number two, we all tend to ignore the lifestyle issues, the things that we can do in terms of uh, decreasing endothelial damage. Um, it's just under-recognized. Cardiovascular inflammation is still under-recognized in the FH community as well as in the rest of the standard medical community. So at the end of the day, you see a lot of debate and challenges. For example, um, uh, McKinsey and the FH Foundation are challenging insurance companies regarding providing expensive new drugs like PCSK9s, and I'm sure that'll happen with the uh, uh, the other uh, the anti-sense drug that are coming out soon. Um, <clears throat> I'm uh, not making much of a uh, point about either of the about that issue. I'm going into physicians uh, and the healthcare team. Now, <clears throat> there's no question that my highest and best use, my most important role, is to be an assistant to the health coaches. Um, obviously, I say that a little bit for humor, a little bit for shock factor, but the humor and shock factor is based on the fact that it's true. There's no question. Um, <clears throat> that is my highest and best role. Now, <clears throat> at the end of the day, though, does that mean that I need to abdicate my responsibility in terms of being the only one who can provide access to medications? I don't think so. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.